Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning, our extended show, and it deserves to be this week for sure because it was Miracle Mile Night coming out of Menangle on Saturday night. I'm Michael Guerin to take you through our guests in the next 25 minutes or so. Jack Callahan's going to join us, Brad Williamson, who's been in Australia for six weeks but now faces quarantine, heading back to New Zealand, and Raymond Walker, who came to town and upset them in the sapling stakes on Saturday night. For those who didn't watch or were too busy doing something else, I can't imagine what that would be, but the Miracle Mile went to King of Swing, making it back-to-back. He has an option now, next season, to chase three Miracle Miles something no horse has ever done. While he was the star of the show, one of the other stars of the show was Jack Callahan, who's a young gun driver. And Jack joins us this morning, mate. Congratulations on a huge night on Saturday, Jack. Two wins on Miracle Mile night. Not easy to do. Thanks very much, Mick. Um, yeah, it was definitely an enjoyable night. And glad to have a bit of success on a big night like Miracle Mile night. Mate, one of them um, can't have been expected. You drove Courageous Dancer to win the Country Series final for your dad, Mark, at $126. Did you give yourself any chance when you rolled on to Menangle for the third on Saturday night? Sorry, Jack, did you uh, still with us here, mate? Yep, sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry, Jack, just wondering, did you give yourself any chance when you rolled onto the track with Courageous Dancers? Not often you drive a $126 chance. To be honest, I didn't really know it was that uh, long a price, Mick. Um, I knew it would be kind of a long shot just from that outside draw, but his form has been good enough. He won his heat well. Um, he's got blind and gate speed, which is always going to put him in a good position. And the race just panned out perfect for him. And on his days, not a bad horse. He just um, he's not always the biggest trial, but when he puts his mind to work, he um, definitely can run a nice race. Mate, is it a case when you've got that gate speed, even from barrier ten, even though the punters don't like him from barrier ten, you just got to use it. You just got to keep going forward because if you go back, I suppose you negate your greatest weapon. Yeah, that's right. That's you know, gate speed for this horse is the only thing that wins him races. Just able to put him in a good position every time, and you know he probably only got across in the first 150, and were able to grab straight up. You know, 27 and a half first quarter is not overly quick at Menangle, so although he draws the outside, he did get a pretty soft lead. Mate, I know you're driving a lot of winners these days, and driving winners at Menangle is starting to become more normal for you. But to be part of a family win on Miracle Mile night must be a good buzz. Yeah, absolutely. The whole family's involved in that awesome mum and the pop owns the share. Yeah, they were over the moon with the result. Yeah, mate, that's fantastic stuff. Um, horse like him, like obviously these country finals uh, are ideal for him. He gets a chance to come to town and be competitive, but is he a horse we're more likely to see knocking around the Newcastle area than coming to Menangle all the time? Most likely, but you never know. Like he performance on Saturday night was really good so he can keep stepping up um, and that is always a chance he can be back 
Mike, not such big odds because you win on the last on the card. You drove one for, for Jack Trainer, who's not much older than you. Um, mighty Flying Deal took out the last, and you're only 3.5 there. Um, what's the story there? I mean, Jack obviously uh, had two in the race, so he engaged you. Do you do a lot of driving for Jack? Yeah, I drive for, for a fair bit for Jack. He's been really good for me over the last few months, and his team's fine, and so you always know when to get on one of his Mate, Miracle Mile Night's a big deal for everybody involved in New South Wales harness racing. Was there a different feel there to a normal Saturday night? I mean, obviously, there wasn't the same amount of visiting drivers, but you still got the Greg Sugars and the Chris Alfreds and all the boys from Sydney and the girls, obviously, are, are taking it top draw serious. Did, did you feel a bit of a, a nice edge and excitement to the night? Yeah, it was a really good night, Mick. There was plenty of people there, even with the restrictions. Mate, what's the next step for your career? You're now becoming somebody who's driving on big nights and you're driving winners on big nights. Is it a case now of starting to get more drives in big races is the next aim? Yeah, I'd like to think so, Mick. Um, mostly just consistency. Uh, I've had a lot of good support um, since I've moved to Sydney and had a really good start to the season so far, so hopefully we can just keep it rolling, keep the winners coming in. Are you getting much of a chance to get back to the hometown and drive at some of the smaller tracks? I'm not saying they're small, but they're smaller than Menangle, or did, are you kept pretty busy working in Menangle's area? I still get to travel a bit. Um, Newcastle every Friday, I'm always there. Funny drives, and that's my biggest supporter of that track, so it works out good that you know, Newcastle's Friday and Menangle's on the Sunday night, so we can do both. Mate, you also drove in the free-for-all the other day. You finished seconds behind Star Galleria for Belinda McCarthy. Um, look, he's probably an older horse who's, who's had plenty of racing and probably his old body these days needs a bit of work, but must be nice to get to sit behind a horse who ran second in an Auckland Cup and who has a bit of a bit of height behind him. Yeah, absolutely. He's a really nice horse, Star Galleria. Um, his run on Saturday night was really good behind Max Shard, who's also another genuine free-for-all, so... Um, so, run back in uh, that awesome behind Luke is massive thrill. Tell me, now you're getting behind some of these horses and you're getting to drive some of these good free-for-all horses, horses who have been on the grand circuit, do they feel different when you're sitting behind them than, say, sitting behind a decent horse, a horse who might win 10 races at Newcastle time? Oh, for sure. You can always tell a horse when you jump onto this you know, they're kind of the real deal or not, but um, so Star Gallery is just a beautiful old horse. It's got gate speed with some meter. You'll drop a bit of things you ask him to. When you lift him up around the cages, you just grab a bit and sprint over as far as you can. Mate, it's been a hell of a last year for you. You've obviously won a Group 1 last year in the in the Provincial Championship. What was it like leaving Menangle on Saturday night and around all those good drivers and thinking to yourself you've run second in a Group 1 and you've won two races? It must have been a pretty satisfying feeling to know you're in that company. Yeah, for sure. It was um, yeah, very satisfying. And, you know, just goes to show that all the hard work I'm putting in is finally starting to pay off. All right, Jack, you said you head back to Newcastle most Fridays. What's the horse? For our listeners listening at home, who are, are thrilled for you to have those back-to-back winners or two winners the other night, 
what's a horse you're driving over the next week or two? We could scribble down or fit into the notes on our phone on our race tracker that you think you can drive a winner on. I drove a mare for Dad on Friday night. She won. Her name it's Georgia on my mind. She was first up from a spell and raced really good. And she's a she's a mare that's always had a lot of ability. She um unfortunately broke down as a three year old and never quite been the same. But I think she's really starting to get her confidence back in her run on Friday night. Um, I was really pleased in it. I, I think this preparation she'll be able to take that next step in the uh, mayor's congratulations on Saturday night. Congratulations to the family as well. It must be an awesome feeling to, to come to the town, get a country cup final, a country series final there for everybody involved in the family, mate. So pass on that congratulations to them, Jack, and we appreciate having you on the show on Monday morning, mate. Not a worry, Mick, anytime. That's Jack Callahan, one of the, the bunch of really talented young junior drivers or young drivers around New South Wales doing their best. We're hoping to catch up with Raymond Walker in the next few minutes. He uh, he trained a sapling stakes winner there on Saturday night all the way from tomorrow. I'll just check if he's with us yet. Raymond, are you available, you mate? Now, we'll just take a quick break. We'll get Raymond on the other side of this and we'll come back and talk about Boys who came to town and took out the sapling stakes against the big stakes. Race into autumn with two massive race days at Musselbrook. Sunday, March 21st is Country Championships Wildcard Day. Catch all the action as horses vie for the final two spots in the Country Championship Final. Then, one of the Upper Hunter's premier social events this autumn, the Hunter Thoroughbred Breeders Association Musselbrook Gold Cup on Friday, March 26th. There'll be colts galore and fillies to adore. Get your tickets now at musselbrookraceclub.com.au. Team Teal is back and TAB is teaming up with the harness racing industry and Women Can to help raise awareness and much needed funds for ovarian cancer research. So from February 1 to March 14, Rain's women will wear the Team Teal coloured driving pants. And every time a female driver wins a harness race in Australia, TAB will donate $200 to Women Can. Visit the Team Teal website to donate today. TAB, long may we play. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Dave Stanley, we've refuelled and reset the GPS because this Wednesday we're off to Canamble. Yes, the Racing HQ Roadshow lobs at Canamble Jockey Club for the Country Championships. This Wednesday, 9 till 12 on Sky Sports Radio. See you there. Welcome back to On the Pace here on a Monday morning. Raymond Walker joins us from out tomorrow away. Raymond, congratulations, mate. You took out the Group 2 Sapling Stakes on Saturday night. Uh, Mr Ray, must have been a good buzz. Yeah, Mick, thanks. Yeah, no, it was. Very good. Very good. Mate, a lot of people listening to this would know your name, but they wouldn't know how big the stable is or how many horses you're working. I know back in the day you had up to 35 horses in work and you've, you've had some good horses, good enough to win at Melton and obviously Harold Park. These days, what does the Raymond Walker stable look like? Uh, we've just got about 10 here. We breed three or four a year and we own most of them ourselves with a couple of mates and that's how we operate. If we get a good one, well, it's all the better. What was the good horse you had back in the day who beat late bid uh, one night at Hell Park? On the strong one. He was a good horse. He must have won 20-something races or something close to that, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. He won six 
six straight at Mooney Valley. So, you know, just pretty hard to, you know, coming from tomorrow to go down there to win one, let alone to win six. He's done a big job. All right, let's talk about training at Tamora. Is it a case that you mainly stick to racing in your region or you don't mind getting into town and having a crack at some of those bigger, better-known stables? I love going down there and beating them. It's good fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Is it is it a case where if you're going to be going to Menangle, you need to train them a bit harder, Raymond? You need to sort of get into them a bit more? Or, or do you know if they're good enough and, and therefore you just stick to your guns and, and hope they can take it down there with them? No, we, I know. I, I won, uh, won on the first day at the meeting there at Menangle. And I don't think it's much different to driving like tracks like Cool and the Thousand Meat. You just got to adjust a bit, and you know if your horse is good enough, whether they can do it or they can't. Okay, Mr. Raya obviously is good enough. Um, he's a two-year-old by Pet Rock. How did you come across him? You obviously bred him. So, what made you go to Pet Rock? It's probably not the uh, not one of the big boy stallions. Probably money, Mick. Probably, <laughs> probably could afford him. Probably what what, what did it cost you, Raymond? What was the service fee there? Well, around about the four thousand. Okay. Look, you've obviously got a pretty good horse. So what happens if what happens if offers start coming for a horse like this? What happens if someone thinks, "Hey, we can we can get this, and we might be able to improve it because Raymond doesn't have many horses and all that nonsense"? Is he for sale? Yeah, like I've had a couple of phone calls this morning. Like I told him, everything's to sale. Everything's for sale. You just got to put the number on it. Like these young horses can win a lot of money. Okay. Let's talk about. hmm. Let's talk about that, Raymond. Is he a Bathurst horse? He's in Bathurst, yes. He's in Bathurst. It's pretty exciting because we don't see, for example, Belinda McCarthy, who's the biggest stable in New South Wales. They aren't taking many horses to Bathurst, so you've got the form horse. It must be exciting to think the carnival starts next week and you've got a shot at the big one. Yeah, I got beat at Bathurst on a horse I had with a good horse. I compared to this horse called Run Albert Run. Um, I thought he could win it, but I probably didn't want my best drive, and he runs second. Uh, we're just this bloke's in it, so hope we can be in the in the top few this year. How good a horse is he? Like sometimes the early season juveniles, Raymond, aren't that good. They just happen to be the right horse in the right place at the right time. Does this horse have the feel of a good horse? He's a good horse. There's no, no doubt, he's a good horse. Yeah. yeah. Mate, let's talk about your driver, um, Daryl Pirrip. Um, Daryl, yes. You haven't seen or heard much of Daryl. You told me he came along to join you as a young fella to to work on some horses. He became a very good farrier. He's now popping into Menangle once in a while and driving a winner. It's uh, it's good to see you're bringing your driver to town with you rather than, you know, you could have chucked anybody on this horse, to be honest, on a Saturday night. Yeah, well, my son-in-law, Jared Olchen and Ricky Olchen, they come through the stables here as kids and they're both in Sydney where I stayed. Uh, Daryl, he came here before them and he, when he was, a, oh, he might have been only 13, Started and started putting a few shoes on, and he just got better and better. And he could drive when I'd, I'm a strong one. My wife used to take him around with the other horses when I was away, and he was constantly driving your double. So he, he can drive, he just needs a horse to drive. Do you think that's a case for many people who train away from an angle and those sort of places, Raymond? That, that sometimes people who don't see their names all the time can think, oh, well, these guys may not be much good, or these guys probably can't train as good as that person. but um, obviously, obviously, sometimes it's just maybe a lack of opportunities or even a lack of exposure that we don't know them so well. Yeah, it's probably a lifestyle thing. You know, when we were going good, 
I thought I'd win the New South Wales Premiership one year, but a bloke called Paul Fitzpatrick, first time he won it, he beat me. So we choose to stay in tomorrow because the lifestyle's good. And these kids that have come through with me, they can all drive. They just need the opportunity. You've got to have the right horse. What's and, your training philosophy? Are you a guy who, who jogs them, works them on soundtracks, swims them, sprints them up? What do you do with your horse? No, no, just just basics. Uh, like I was taught, yeah, when my dad and grandfather had them, um, we just you know, you jog them up, give them slow preparation, slow work, gradually get quicker, and when they're ready, when they're ready, go. Uh, what about heading to Bathurst? Is it a case where you think this horse can improve through a series? Because obviously, with two year olds, they can lighten off, and some of them, you know, some of them love it, and some of them aren't naturals. Is he a horse who's going to cop what's going to happen starting next week for two days? I don't. I can't see him lighten off. He'll, he'll eat. He'll eat whatever you give him. He's good, good constitution horse, good horse, and on his run the other night, I don't know whether he's got to improve. All right, let's talk about winning in the big league and, and beating some of these big stables. Obviously, you've got to jump in the truck and you've got to head back to tomorrow on Saturday night. Did you Did you get a chance to stop anywhere and celebrate Raymond, or did you have a chance <laughs> no, no. to tear the lid off one yesterday? I, I never come home. That's part of the fun going down there. Oh, beautiful. What, you park, you park up and stay, stay the night? Yeah, well, Jared Olsen's my son-in-law, and he's, the horse was on track four hours before the race in the stable and just went and got him before the race. And we stayed at their place at Campbelltown, and we had a bit of a night out. Mate, it sounds like it's well-deserved. Raymond, we love hearing stories of people who come to town and take on the big barns, and, mate, we love having new people on the show. So, mate, congratulations on, on what you and Daryl achieved the other night and, obviously, uh, to the owners of the horse. And, and mate, we're hoping... He can do it again for you guys at Bathurst coming up, which starts on the 17th, mate. So thanks for joining us this morning, and uh, well done with Mr. Raff. Hello, Mick. Very good. That's Raymond Walker. He won the Sapling Stakes, taking on stables like the Frisbees, Brian Portelli, who actually won Bathurst last year, and Anthony Button, those sort of people. So he's done a big job to come out and win the Group 2 on Saturday night, and he'll be heading to Bathurst. Now, Bathurst starts next Wednesday, so nine days from now. And the carnival rocks on to the 27th. They race on the Saturday night for the Bathurst Crown Finals. Very shortly, we'll be joined by Brad Williamson. He'll be uh, joining us before he heads back to New Zealand. Is Brad available with us now? Are you there, Brad? Yeah, I'm here. How are you, mate? G'day, mate. Nice to have you on the show. Um, Congratulations on what's been a remarkable six weeks for you. A lot of people who don't know your name would know that you're from the famous Williamson family. You've come to Australia six weeks ago with Majestic Man. You've never driven a Group 1 winner. You've now driven three, but you're about to pay the price for that, Brad, because when you return to your homeland, you're going to have to stay in a hotel room for two weeks. That's right. Yeah, look, it's been a great trip, Mick. Um, luckily, yeah, you know, I've got some um, three replays to wander over while I'm sitting in a room for a couple of weeks and um, I sort of remember how... Um, you know, the highs of the trip, so uh, that should probably help me get through the two weeks spent here, but spent there in um, isolation. But, uh, no, there's, the trip's been a really successful one. We're over the moon with the way the horse has gone, and, um, you know, we, we couldn't be happier with, with the result that we've got, really. Mate, people would look at Majestic Man, and, and obviously he was unlucky in the Great Southern Star. He didn't draw well in, in either the heat or the final. He's won three group ones around that. They'll look at him and go, man, this is a good horse. Is it a case that 
he's just not the best trotter in New Zealand because he doesn't win all that often there in open class? Or is he a horse who's just better suited to this Australian short trip speed racing? I think it's a bit of both, Matt, to be honest. Um, you know, if you watch some of his races uh, through the year before he came over, he was racing Grady. He ran second in the Dominion to Sunday Sun, and, and they broke the record. I think they trotted four minutes. So, um, you know, his time there over the two mile would have been super. And, uh, you know, he's obviously good enough to win the mile races back home um, at Cambridge. And, uh, I mean, that race in Auckland, uh, you know, I've had so many people message and, and that I've run into have talked to me about how impressive it was when him and Sunday Sun cleared out by 20-odd lengths, um, running incredible sectionals. Uh, I think they went 38 with a half and 55 at the end of it. So, I mean, um, you know, his runs have been super back home, but, uh, you know, we, we certainly uh, got to take our head off to how impressive Sunday Sun's been beating us in those races. He's been like a monster to uh, race against over distance. So, um you know, in the shorter trips and, and with a little bit of gate speed racing and, uh, you know, especially mile racing as well. Um, you know, the racing here in Australia really suits him with, um, you know, his tactical speed that he's got and, uh, and you know, the way he gets around these tight tracks and everything like that. So um, probably both reasons, Mick, you know. Mate, many New Zealand horses go to Menangle and they struggle the first time there because they come off the gate so hard and they run these big miles, which most New Zealander-trained horses aren't used to. He had an absolute blueprint for that because he won a tra- on a track called Ashburton in New Zealand back in October, which is probably the closest thing we have to Menangle racing. And his goal is to blast the gate and keep on running hard. Did it sort of feel a little bit Ashburtonish to you the other day? Yeah, it did, Mick. Yeah, look, he, he just uh, travelled super the whole way and never really felt under under any pressure at any stage. So, um, you know, I've no doubt he could have gone a lot faster. Um, he certainly loved the big roaming track and, uh, you know, raced really well and won with plenty in hand. So, um, yeah, look, uh, the horse um, was also worked on an angle just through the week. Um, I didn't do a hell of a lot with him as he, as he had the run in the group one the week before. But, um, you know, he also was had a chance to be able to have a look at the track and uh, I took him out for a wee um, bowl around on the uh, Thursday morning and, and he seemed good and, uh, you know, he's very well, he'd handled the travel over very well and everything like that. He's a pretty experienced horse that's been around. So, um, yeah, look, he, he handled the uh, race day conditions there at Menangle really well. When you return to New Zealand with him, um, obviously there's a lot of standing start racing, there's distance racing, and of course there is Sunday Sun waiting for you. Was there any consideration given to leaving the horse in Australia where he seems so well suited by the racing style? Yeah, no, we, we never gave any consideration to that, to be honest, Mick. He's, uh, you know, there's, although he's not quite as brilliant over the distance stand, you know, he, he's still placed in a road cup and a dominion and and I think, um, you know, outside of Sunday Sun, who's obviously, uh, like I said, a bit of a monster at, at that distance when things are going his way. Um, I think he's, he's it's probably clear to say that he's better than the rest um, or certainly as good as the rest. And, you know, like we know with Sunday Sun, he, he can have things go wrong and he can go off and, and sometimes uh, perhaps start to feel some of his muscles and joints and things. And, uh, you know, we probably only need that to happen, uh, you know, Sunday Sun not to be quite at 100% um, for Majestic Man to really capitalise in a Road Cup or an Anzac Cup or something like that.
So, um, you know, we've got plenty of big races for him back home and we can always come over uh, across the ditch later in the year or next year and uh, we're certainly not scared to travel him now. He's an older horse and he's been around a bit. So we just want to try and maximise, um, you know, the money that he can earn and give him his chance um, making as many of these big races as he can. Mate, we're thrilled for what you've been able to achieve, mate. Three Group 1s at your age is an awfully big deal. Just before we let you leave us here on On The Pace and make good luck for the travel home and, and for the quarantine, I would suggest you take lots of Netflix movies and take your laptop and maybe try and do some pre-such, brother. It's a long time and who's sitting in a hotel room. But before we let you go, for the Sky Sport Radio listeners who follow the harness racing, I think you, just starting your training career, might have a better horse at home, the Majestic Man. Tell us about him. Yeah, I hope you're right, Nick. Yeah, we've got um really nice horse in the barn, Cracker Hill. Uh, he's probably races a little bit similar to a majestic man in ways. He's got good gate speed and uh, you know, he's certainly proved that he's got plenty of speed in his in his younger racing, but uh I'm hoping it with a bit of time and a little bit more age on his side he develops into a probably a tougher horse and um you know, he's certainly shown he's got plenty of ability, so uh, you know, where he'll be sort of his main aim is probably the jewels um, a bit later in the year, which is a four-year-old only race. And, uh, you know, if he draws better than Bulk for Brilliance, um, I do think he's, you know, a really good realistic winning chance of that race. Mate, it's been a hell of a six weeks for you. Um, mate, as I said, get home safe, buddy. Congratulations on a hell of a time for you and your dad, Phil, who trains this horse, but you'll be doing most of the training. And, mate, we look forward to looking up the Cracker Hill. He'll be on Sky 2 a lot coming up over the next few months. Yeah, thanks, Mick. Yeah, it's been a great trip, and I'd just like to quickly thank um, everyone uh, at Anthony and uh, and uh, Sonia Smith Stables that have made us feel pretty welcome. We've all been over here, both myself and the horse. I've done a great job of looking after us and uh, you know helped me keep the horse at his best. And uh, you know, obviously, being in Australia, I haven't uh, campaigned a horse here before, so it's been a big help to be able to call on them for uh, you know some help whenever I've needed it, and they've been only too happy to help. So a big thanks to them for. Uh, you know, help and keep the horse at 100%. Good on you, Brad. Thanks for your time this morning, mate. Also, our thanks go to Jack Callahan and to Raymond Walker. Our congratulations to all three of those men for their efforts, winning on Miracle Mile Night on Saturday night out of Manangle. Harness Racing today in New South Wales uh, kicks off at Maitland. First race near goes at 1.57. So Maitland today, the odds available on tab.com.au. If you're enjoying the harness racing, next week it's Bathurst, Gold Crown Carnival, which on the 17th, that's next Wednesday, which is St. Patrick's Day, on to the 27th. 17th to the 27th, all the information about that available on harness.org.au. That was on the pace here on a Monday morning, wrapping up Miracle Mile Week. The king of swing and the Miracle Mile winner will be back on Wednesday morning with Brittany Graham for On the Pace, the same time, 10.30.